you want to start it off? We were supposed to clap and then start the podcast. That's the we point did. of the clap. Uh, we're in. We're in. No, we're in. Okay. All right. We're in. All right. Okay. Sure. Um, People love the banter. Give them the banter. So, so welcome back. This is episode two of the last three things. That's what we decided on, right? Yes. That's, that's the name we decided. Cool. Uh, uh, my name is Chris Spencer, and I'm joined by Leah Crafts, uh, Amelia Kramer. And I don't like my last name. I don't think I've ever introduced myself with both names. Um, Hi, I'm Amelia Kramer. Sorry. Continue. That's pretty good. Like, I'm thinking about Kramer from Seinfeld now. Oh, um, I know. Not the actor, but the character. Um, so we're going to be concluding our discussion from last week. Um, we, I think we pitched last week that we were going to do one episode about each... One episode containing discussions about our individual top, in quotes, five things of the last decade of 2009 to 2020, or 2010 to 2019, whatever it is. Um, we pitched that last week's episode was going to include all those things, so 15 things, and then we realized about an hour and 15 minutes into recording that episode that that was way too much to discuss in one episode, so we did two things last week. And we were going to do three things this week, and when we sat down to record this, we realized that we should just do one more of these things yes. and then be done with yes. this topic for now. Yes. So so it ends up being top three things of the last decade. And you know I mean, what? That's okay. It's still a nice number. It's like we are the last top three. Yeah, three is good. Yeah, three things. Yeah. <gasps> this I'm was all move, meant to be. I'm moving my microphone, so I'm sorry. Don't you dare. I'm I'm, I'm sitting on a couch, <laughs> and so is my microphone. And trying to get your mic sitting on the couch with you. Me and my mic are sitting on the couch. All right, that's better. Uh, who's Mike? Yeah, Whoa. yeah, Leo. Who's Mike? Mike Hawk. <laughs> Luke is gonna get jealous. <laughs> Freak out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I don't want to go first because I think I went first last time. I went first last time, so you go right Oh, down. no, you're right. You did go first last time. <laughs> I'm uh, still writing notes, so. <laughs> Leah, unless you want, really want to go first, I think I'm going to start yeah, off with no, a start, doozy. Start, start with um, a doozy. So I always wanted to make it clear, and I did my best last week, I think, and in the show description that I wrote hastily at my desk at work <laughs> on Thursday, um, to make sure that it didn't imply we never implied that everything we were talking about was our favorite things like mm -hmm. lots of things we would talk about are some of our favorite things or things that we and that we enjoyed that inspired us but also i wanted to make sure that we could include things that we were more confused about or befuddled by or provoked by mm -hmm. or disappointed by or just generally just a general impacted impact. us general interest, in a yeah. different way yeah so in that way, I think I picked the most confusing and befuddling thing, thing, person, artist, whatever, um, I've ever dealt with. And that's Kanye West. Ooh, boy. Um, we can talk for a long time. Yeah, because I think when you think about the decade of the 2010s, or the aughts, or whatever, whatever the official name is at this point, um... None of it makes any sense at all. Nothing that happened in the last 10 years makes any sense at all. I mean, more specifically, the last 
four years. Just with Kanye th- or just in general? <laughs> in general. In general. Yeah. The entire decade. It's just like, yeah. what? Everything has been like extremely reactionary and and off the wall, bizarre politically, ge- like uh, not geographically, ecologically, ethically. Geographically. Sorry. <laughs> I mean geographically, if you want to think about it, uh, these the these rising yeah. sea tides yeah. are yeah. changing our geography. But um, everything has become so extreme. Like yeah. every, everything no... is the biggest thing that's ever happened. Yes, everything, mm. and you know why? I think it is social media. It's because you be on that phone. Yes. It's because you be out here being on that phone. Because you be on that phone. Because (laughs) what articles and what gets the most reaction online is the most, like, heinous, extreme, like, just, like, uh, clickbait kind of stuff. Yes. So that's what, like, people are, like, reacting to these days. And it becomes a huge thing. It's such... You know, and I'm not saying, like, don't get loud and don't raise your voice about things you're passionate about, but civil conversations, those aren't existent anymore. No. (laughs) Nobody can just have a civil conversation. Everybody's just screaming at each other 24-7. And, like, I'm not going to say I've never screamed. You know, I think we all have at some point and have gotten reactionary. But, like, I mean, I know I've had, I mean, I've had to take, like, internet breaks because it's like I can't handle the constant Mm -hmm. 24-7 screaming 100 percent going so yeah i think what's interesting about that is kanye west has always been screaming he's been screaming (laughs) since he started in the early 2000s he's been screaming out the womb but he's been screaming about polar opposite things it's it's so crazy And, and so i'll be the first to say generally i I think if you took about 75 percent of kanye west's music I think is incredible. I think mm-hmm. most of his library is extremely innovative and cutting edge in terms of like not only hip hop but music production in general. Mm-hmm. He was like he came out early in the 2000s as like a beat maker. He was a producer and beat maker and then he decided I'm going to rap too and he started rapping over his own beats and and he was one of the first of not not the first but the first huge success of, like, all-in-one person involved in every facet of the making of his music. Obviously, he had collaborator, collaborators and things like that, but he was hugely involved in a process that a lot of um, just musicians in general weren't. Mm-hmm. And so you got stuff like, I mean, you listen to it nowadays and College Dropout, I think it's still a, it's a good album, but it's kind of corny in terms of what it says and the, the messaging, the, the <laughs> themes that you might say. But over time, I mean, you got to labor. This is not even this decade, so I'm trying to truncate this as much as possible. But um, you had college dropout, late registration, graduation, uh, 808s and heartbreak, and that might have been the last. Those That might have been everything, right? That was in I'm that not decade. Well in my in, knowledge, so. Yes, that's everything that went. That was before 2010 and i think generally all of those albums hold up really well like yeah college dropout's a little corny but like almost all of the music on all of those albums i would listen to with no qualms whatsoever and then if you you want to bridge into 2010 you start off with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which if i'm if i had to make a top five list of albums of all time it would probably be on that list like, without any question. Um, 
Oh, the only song I know is All of the Lights. I'm very sad to admit. It's a good song. It's a very <laughs> I mean, good song. I, I do like this song. I'm really into Stronger. I had that on my iPod Nano. Um, I also like was really into Daft Punk there for a minute. So, so then, I was like, okay, then yeah. you get to Jesus. You go, you go on to Jesus, and we skipped over some important things there too. But we'll get back to them. Um, you get Jesus, which was this huge kind of tonal shift and and production shift away from all of his earlier stuff. Um, keep in mind, we have not even talked about politics yet with Kanye West. <laughs> uh, we're not even close to that yet because of everything else. Um, <laughs> oh man. I mean, the, the end of the decade, the end of the decade before this, in 2009, was, um, Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Like, that, <laughs> yes. that was the end of that decade for <laughs> Kanye West. So, rolling into the 2010s, and, and that, that's not even to include George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like, like, <laughs> his, his life has been political and, and incendiary. Everything he's said all along has been over-the-top and incendiary, and that's been his persona. And up until the last five years, maybe, four four years, I mean, really coming to a head with 2016, the presidential election in 2016, um, most of his politics I've kind of been on his side. And all, all of the celebrity drama, all that kind of stuff, I could just not care about because they're all multi-millionaires they have so much money they're squabbling with each other it's just like i just don't care yeah it, it doesn't impact me he's married to, to kim kardashian west who is or kim kardashian now kim kardashian west and they're some of the most valued people not necessarily valuable but most valued people in our culture period mm-hmm. so whatever have your fights with taylor mm-hmm. swift and and taylor swift another musician that i generally like as well uh, whose music i generally like um, have your squabbles. I don't care. But when you when you start working with naked political messaging, up until the last four years, I've kind of been with him. We've kind of been on the same page. Um, and and then and then something Trump. happened. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> and and th- it's so bizarre because on on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, there's a pair of songs called um lost in the world and who will survive in america and they're kind of one big song but who will survive in america is overdubbed with this i wish i knew the source i I haven't looked up the source but it's this impassioned speech about who 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 will survive in america who is allowed to survive in america Mm -hmm. and it's it's this poignant political deep reaching soul searching thing that you listen to it and you're like wait how did we get to where we are From now there to here cuz he literally has a line on that on that album that is um something something Donald Trump is taking dollars from y'all like he says that out loud on that album in 2010 Maybe recorded in two thousand nine. I don't know. I think it. I think it was all recorded in two thousand ten. That's pretty so crazy. I didn't know it's, about that. It's insane to, to to think about in the in six years, the turnaround that can happen. And and I think what I've come down to is I have I have two theories. The the theory that I think I believe the most is that it's just wealth. The more wealth yeah. you have, the more you want to defend it, and the more likely you are to support the people who don't want to tax the rich. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. That was my theory. Uh, well, and I also think that there's a little bit 
I mean, you know, all media is good media, right? Like, all press is good press. There's, like, you know, not saying that Kanye was ever really going downhill, but, like... His fame. <laughs> but, like, you know, when he, when all that, like, kind of came out, it was, it was all... Like, I mean, yeah, I definitely think a lot of it probably is well, but also that there's probably like the ceiling of like, okay, well, if I do this, like everybody's going to be talking about me again. Mm -hmm. Focus. I agree with that to an extent, but it's like, does anybody care about that as nearly as much as they care about, I'm sorry, Taylor, but Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Like if, if that was the prevailing theory about him wanting to stay in the public spotlight as much as possible. I feel like these quieter political statements don't achieve that goal as much as like rapper beef and 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 yeah. music industry beef. And so I don't know, it's the bit if it's a bit, the bit has gone on for so long that and he's been very forthcoming about his mental illness, his struggle with mental illness mental illnesses and his medication and that's kind of been something that I looked to in support of him is that he's been very genuine about his struggles with that and it's not felt like a put on thing mm -hmm. it's not felt like a I'm trying to be edgy or cool or, or utilize my mental illness in a way to make money yeah. It it feels like he's just really really struggled with this. And so when you combine that with and putting on a maga hat makes me feel like a superhero and all this stuff and, and and everything he says about Trump is also pretty apolitical. This the same way that most not most but a lot of Trump supporters I meet who say, oh, we like Trump because he tells it like it is. And, and yeah. we like Trump because he's, he's keeping America first and he's really mm -hmm. putting America first. That There's no political action in those no. statements whatsoever. Yeah, they don't have any... It's like, okay, well, what about all of the values that are... You know, they're like, well, my values just really align. It's like, what values? And they're like, my values. I, okay, it's just, it's the what concept values? of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it feels like to me. I'm going to tell a quick story that relates to how I feel about Kanye West's Trump supporting. I was listening to NPR uh, on Monday, no, Tuesday, whatever day the Iowa caucuses were supposed yesterday? to happen. Yeah, oh, Monday. <laughs> yeah. Was it um, Yeah. They, they well, started on Monday yeah. and then none of the results came out until mm -hmm. yesterday because the American democratic system is yeah. broken. Um, <laughs> uh. But there was a story about a woman who voted... I assume she voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, but now she's a Trump supporter and they introduced her as being on disability and drawing funds from Medicaid, all of like SS and not SSRI. Um, AARP? Is that, no, <laughs> no, it might be SSRI. I think that might be the disability fund. All of these, she, she's drawing funds from all of these programs that Trump has said he's going to cut. And, yeah. In spite of that, she now identifies as a Trump supporter. And when the, the, the reporter asked her, or the interviewer asked her, like, 
hey, what? Why would you support somebody who wants to take away your livelihood? Who wants to who wants to make it harder for you to live? Like literally and directly make it harder for you to live? And she said, well, I disagree with him on that, but I, I just. Trump just keeps America first. He's really putting America first. And it's like you can't make that up. You can't you, you can't make up the delusion in that. And and there's more to it obviously. I, I won't speak ill of this woman, but like there's the racist part of it and there's the yeah. sexist part of it where when I hear people say that, what I really hear is a coded message of like, "Oh, he says a lot of horrible things about brown people." So I also feel that way about brown people. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He's keeping America first. He just tells it like it is. Um, and that's just their, their quote-unquote politically correct way of saying I am, I agree with all of his racist implications. Yeah. And that's and I'm, obviously I can't subscribe that or prescribe that theory of racism to Kanye because that's just a weird yeah. thing to even well, think about. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like, sorry, I'm kind of reverting back, but I feel like every... Every time I've tried to have a civil conversation with anybody who supports Trump, it's it's turned into, you know, me being like, like, well, you know, his values, they just really align with mine. I'm like, okay, well, what are those? And they don't want to tell you ever. Right, because, because they're Because they racist. know that they're, they know that they are judgmental. They know that they're right. racist and sexist and homophobic. And they know all that. And they know that, that you're going to call them on it. So they don't want to tell you. They're like, well, my values just align. What values? You know, my values. Okay, elaborate please. Right. You know, tell me more. And then they won't, they won't do it because they know that it's wrong. So So, anyway, back to Kanye. (laughs) Yeah. So, so throughout this, you have, you have my beautiful dark twist of fantasy and Yeezus two albums, I think are really good. Yeezus ended up growing on me a lot more than it did when I first listened to it, when it came out. And then in the middle of that, you have, um, Watch the Throne, which was the Jay-Z collaboration, which is an amazing album, and they, they at one point they said they were going to do Watch the Throne 2, and that hasn't happened, and I don't think it's ever going to happen anymore. Um, and he did Good Music, which was his label. He did a uh, he did a album of music with a bunch of collaborators from that, like Pusha T, and um, Travis Scott might be on there. That might have been kind of the beginning of Travis Scott. I could be wrong about that. What um, album good- was that? Good music, G O O D, like like a a um, what is it called? Acronym. I don't know what it stands for, but it's uh, got periods after oh, oh, oh. each gotcha. letter. I was like, that's how you spell good. <laughs> right. Good job, Chris. Um, I did it. Chris. I did it. And then uh, even up to 2016, he like Life of Pablo. I really really liked Life of Pablo. I thought Life of Pablo was was awesome. Uh, and that was before. Tense? Well, I liked it when it came out. I still like oh, okay. it. Um, okay. I see some flaws in it now that I didn't see when it came out. But um, that was in January 2016. No, I'm sorry. Uh, February. When did it end up coming out? No, see, because it went through like five different names and then eventually it came out. But. I really like that. I really like that album still. That was kind of before he jumped into the whole. That's like the only album of his that I like know all the way. Through. Really? Like I know like, you know, one or two from each of the other ones, but not, not a lot. I don't know. I think it was just like the timing of like when it yeah. came out and like, that's the only reason. Right. But. And then I won't say it's been completely downhill after that because there's definitely been some hills and valleys, but 
after that, the next year was Yay, which to this day I have never been able to listen all the way through because of how bad it is. I haven't listened to it at all. I just it's, know that one song that everyone listened to. I, I don't even know what it's called. I Thought About Killing You. Is that the, is that the one? <laughs> That's the first song where he talks about, like... Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. Potentially something about, like, how his mental illness makes him feel like he wants to murder somebody. Jeez. Uh, and it's... it. I don't know. It's just, It's just not a good album. And then... Somewhere in there, he did. He produced Pusha T's album Daytona, which I really, really liked. And he had a verse on a song. And this is again, this is where it comes in of like, what is he saying with his political beliefs? Because he has a he has a line on a verse on the on the Pusha T album Daytona where he says, um, "If I if you're not driving wild black, do they stop you? Will MAGA hats let me slide like the drive-through?" And that's that's the kind of line where it's like, is he saying that his Trump support is like performative so that he can appeal to a different audience? Is that what he's suggesting, or is he suggesting that it's a it's a form of self preservation of like, hey, if I walk around wearing a, a MAGA hat, like, I'm significantly less likely to be shot by a police officer. Like, is 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 that what he's suggesting with that line? And it could be one thing without discounting the other, you know. Yeah. But it just it just calls That's into question. It's so weird, right? It's and it it really encapsulates to me the the sort of just. It's like, how do you feel? But yeah, bizarre political climate we're in now. I almost feel like it's like a brag that he's like. Cops won't like. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like it's it, could, weird. it could be kind of all of the above, you know? Like, it could be performative. It could be self-preservation. It could be because he doesn't want, you know, because he's very, he's one of the richest people ever. And I know that he was, like, in debt for a while, right? Like, yeah, there was after Pablo. That. And so, I don't know, maybe this could be, maybe it could all be just one big push to, like, and, you know, if he is struggling with mental illness, maybe he's just doesn't know who he is and you know like right. and i know politics right. like a lot of people find identity in politics and while i don't think that's super awesome you know like values are part of the, your core being so maybe he's just trying to figure that out and just kind right. of letting media attention and letting money and letting you know relevance influence all of that because if yeah. you're not mentally stable like that you're gonna fall into traps like that yeah 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 and that, that's... it's that's that's again kind of where my mind goes of mm -hmm. like there's a lot more going on than just i support trump yeah than mm -hmm. just Definitely. kanye saying that he supports trump and that's what kind of keeps me coming back every time because after like like when yay came out i didn't even listen to yay when it came out because it was the height of that trumpism the the the, the major trumpeting like for office. lack of a better word yeah when he was in the office and, with kim and all that kind of stuff yeah. i was like i'm just not going to support this i can't do it it just yeah and it turns out that the music ended up being really really bad so to me it kind of ebbs and flows with his mm -hmm. uh political endorsements and support um because then at the same time 
I can't remember who it was. I can't remember what her name was, but there was a Chicago mayoral race that he donated several thousand dollars to a primary candidate that was like the most progressive primary democratic candidate. And of course Chicago is where mm. he's from. Yes, it's so it's so bizarre. Mm. I wish I had the specifics of it in front of me. But you look at his real political action. Oh no. Not just his I'm cut out. Uh oh. oh no. I see you. Oh no. I or no, I don't see you, but okay. I hear you. I hear you also. There you, um, wait, there you go. Wait. Okay, we're back. Okay. Um but you look at his real political action, aside from him being in the Oval Office talking about prison reform or something like that, which as far as I can tell nothing ever came of, so great. Um you look at those the real political actions he takes and you're like, this is not the full picture. What he says in interviews is just not the full picture. And that's what keeps me coming back because then we end this decade I think it was December or November it came out. Um, Jesus is King. Like a very... Yeah, let's not like a, forget about his church cult that he Yeah, his met. pivot. His pivot to, to a fully Christian style of music. And I don't think it'll last. I certainly don't think it'll last. But he's out there talking like it's going to. He said that he's reworking all of his older music to not include any curse words Are or anything serious? like that yeah so now he can he can at least what? perform more of his catalog than just this new album and the new album honestly there's a couple bops on it like i'm like i'm not religious but like there's a couple bops on that album that are just good he got clips back together he got Pusha t and his brother to record a song together for the first time in like several several years um and also kenny g is in that song so it's like it's just I the album you, is decently good. Yeah, <laughs> you you can you can be Christian. I don't know, like Chance the Rapper like sings like about yeah. God and stuff, but he has not created a a, a literal cult that is like one hundred percent for money. It's very. Frightening. I mean, yeah. What are like, you talking about? Like he like partners uh, like, with like all these s- televangelists and like all yeah. that kind of stuff, and has like. You talking about Sunday service? I, I don't know the details of it, but I've seen like those videos, and they're it's just it's of the performances. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a. I think that's like a press tour type thing, like a publicity tour, mm. where he he goes around to different cities and he sets up like teepees and things like that and performs with a big guy like, gospel choir. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I like I, I can't remember what it was, but I thought I saw like this interview with him and like I don't know who the guy is, but whoever it is like has like a ton of money and like has yeah. this like mega crazy he's, he's, church. I think he's a he's like a televangelist, and they're like yeah. just kind of exploiting it. Yeah, which I think is, like, the absolute worst thing that you could be. Like, (laughs) trying to lead all these people into, like, doing something good and just being so, so exploitive in the process. Like, um, Royal Gemstones. Is that what that show is called? Have you guys seen that? Mm -hmm. It's it's about, like, basically, like, a, a family that, like, does televangelist shows and it's very funny but yeah 
Hmm. I'm trying to find it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I just can't find yeah, it. Yeah, I could now. not tell you where I saw it. Yeah. No, um, I definitely, I've seen that too. He would like went on, I feel like he, yeah, he either interviewed or like was on one of his, sh- I don't know, are they shows that, that they yeah, do? I don't like, know. I don't know I what to call it. it's just a show. It's a concert type yeah. thing. Well, no, but like the televangelists do like, is it, is it a oh, show? Yeah. Oh, I for like, all intents and purposes, yeah, I would call it a show. I don't know. I don't program. <laughs> it's a program. And then I mean, and and throughout all this, you have the shoes. You have the shoe collaboration. <laughs> the the oh original, gosh, yeah. The original collaboration with Nike, which to this day, the the Yeezy Two Red Octobers are some of the most sought after valuable sneakers in the world. They're nearly ten thousand dollars to buy a pair. Uh, do you nowadays. Have... No, I'm just kidding. No, I do not have the Red <laughs> Octobers. Um, do you have any Yeezys? I have one pair of Yeezys. I bought them secondhand. I have the Yeezy 350 nice. V2 Zebras. Um, got them from a local shop here in Louisville. I have some well, blue and I have some right blue now, and but... pink Nikes. Yeah, we're the mm-hmm. gym. And some five dollar kids from Goodwill. I got some new balances. <laughs> hey, there's a couple of fire pairs of new balances that I have. I have the same pair of lately. Converse I've been wearing since high school. <laughs> My feet got wider, so I have to I can't wear a lot of the stuff that I wore in high school. Your but feet got wider. Yeah, I yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> it's a long um, story. I had to wear yeah. inserts when I was in high school because my feet oh, were so flat. I had inserts and they were for a rubbing. Too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, um, my feet didn't get wider. I don't think we should have. They may have podcast <laughs> flat feet. We that would have attracted the worst audience. Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no kink shaming, but still, <laughs> stop it. But still, um, but so, so throughout that you have the. I think single biggest event in sneaker history since the Jordans, right? Like, like Probably. since the, yeah. the, the debut of the Air Jordan 1 in the 80s, right? Yeah, 80s. Like, you have the first major reshaping of the sneaker industry with Nike saying, Nike signing a deal with Kanye and him making like three pairs of shoes with them. And him saying, hey, I need royalties. He told he told Nike, like, I'm only going to continue this deal if you give me royalties on every pair of shoes, which Nike did not do at the time for any other collaborators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was 2012 or something like that, so not even necessarily the height of, of Kanye's infamy or fame. Yeah, <laughs> but, infamy. Right. Um, so he left... And went to Adidas, and Adidas was like, yeah, sure, we'll give you royalties on your shoes. And now he's constructed the second biggest sneaker brand in the world, in terms of brand name. And he's, like, he continues to release these just totally bizarre, but kind of awesome shoes. Like, there have been a few of them, like, those are just butt ugly, I don't like those (laughs) at all. But, like, for the most part, his shoes make a huge splash every time they come out. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he is like, a, as he says, like a creative genius in everything, mm-hmm. but he is also insane. Right. Crazy. <laughs> Capital P, problematic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I think that to, to, to c- 
conclude my point, like, I love a lot of Kanye West music. I love most of Kanye West music, and I don't know... I, I, I'm i not one of those people that says separate the art from the artist, because that's yeah. lunacy. Um, but I don't think you'll ever be able to take it away from me. I don't think you'll <laughs> ever... I don't think Kanye will ever be able to say something that retroactively makes me despise his earlier music well and i think i think it's also hard because you kind of like in your more formative years and formative years of music listen to that Mm -hmm. right it was the first gold digger was the first song i bought on itunes yeah it's hard (laughs) it's it's hard to like let kind of let go of things that you know yeah that you can change like they like he could right. have completely just changed and that's just like what happened like right. it it doesn't have to be this like big conspiracy which i am i i'm like more prone to like think that it is but it could I'm, literally just be like that's what he thinks now like right. yeah. i don't know um what's what is the uh i don't know what the theory is called but sometimes the path of re- least resistance is the best path or like the the most <laughs> simple solution is the is the correct and best yeah. solution yeah um but uh yeah i just think sort of my personal journey with coming to grips with how i feel about kanye west and his his actions and his words and <laughs> who he is i think that kind of is a microcosm for coming to grips with our current political unreality mm-hmm. of our just the bizarreness of like you quote unquote cancel culture and like yeah. what it means to support somebody and, yeah. and voting with your dollar and all sorts of stuff it just feels like currently for better and worse we're walking on a landmine field well, of like if I tweet about liking, like, I, I'm afraid of tweeting about liking something that I like because, oh no, next week we it's milk, it's the milkshake duck thing, right? Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, do you know what I'm talking about when I say milkshake duck? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the milkshake duck thing. I'm yes. like, oh man, I love this thing. This is great. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's canceled. Yeah. And therefore you are canceled too. Right. By association. And, and this is not me getting on a high horse about cancel culture or anything like that. It's just like, no, I Con- yeah. I agree with that, and I I also I take qualms with cancel culture. Now, do yes, I I don't think that people should get away <laughs> with bad people should be canceled. <laughs> I, yes, I don't think like there are some their people, lives. There are some people that it's like yeah, you deserve that, but like sometimes it's like it's to <coughs> a point now where nobody can do anything yeah and everybody is constantly on eggshells because they're yeah. afraid of what might happen mm-hmm. or what might be said and it's like and even like you can't even word things like you may just word it wrong and not actually have meant the way and like people interpret yeah. like you don't get tone in social media you know you don't get those things yes. and so it's like i think that yes like hold people responsible but we have got to I just think in general, like, we've got to maybe relax just a little bit. Not on everything. <laughs> yep, majorly. <laughs> not, not on everything. Like, yes, yeah. still keep your voices up. And, you know, it's like even now me just saying this, I'm like, oh, will this be received <laughs> badly? Because I think that maybe we should have a civil conversation instead of screaming at each other. You know, it's like even that it's like makes you concerned. It's like I shouldn't mm-hmm. be concerned. I shouldn't 
I shouldn't get hate for being like, hey, let's like calm down for a second and maybe talk it out for just a minute instead of just yelling at each other and getting nowhere. Because right. it solves well, it nothing. Can, it just solves yeah. nothing. And it, it completely like disregards nuance in everything. It's just like yeah, you yeah, say absolutely. this one statement and that is like it. That's what you believe. There's no like there is no gray area yourself. in anything. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's no, no context, like what was your intention? Nothing, you know? Exactly. No context. It's it's like absurd to think that yeah. someone's like entire ideology and belief can be like boiled down into a tweet. Right. Well, right. and that they and made when they were like 12 years old. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that, like, I'm just, again, it's like, I'm not saying, like, if you're, you know, openly whatever and, you know, don't, you know, yes, again, hold people responsible, but people can change. People can, yeah. I mean, I've watched people that I know that were really super, incredibly, extremely conservative and very this come around. Like, people, it is possible, you know, like, People can come around and people can't open their minds. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the willingness. They have to have the willingness to sit down and talk with people who are already there, you know. But it is possible to get through to people if you're just, one, open your mind and listen to what they have to say and give them a chance to explain themselves, you know. And then, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. It's just a could lot. Could you imagine, could you imagine if people were as particular or or angry about politicians and what they've said and done in their past as we are about like artists and and celebrities and things like that like oh my gosh could you imagine the difference in our political landscape right now if the people who are sitting here saying i'm i'm deleting all my kanye west mp3s because he said some he said he likes a politician that I don't like. Could you imagine? I'm not saying that that's an invalid stance to take because mm-hmm. as long as you're not yelling at everybody else that like nobody should ever listen to Kanye West yeah. anymore like like you can make that person a choice that's totally valid and I I would support you in that if that's what you believe. But could you imagine if in 2016 a whole lot of people said in the primary, "Oh, you know, Hillary Clinton did kind of say, and I'm getting extremely political very fast, Hillary Clinton, like, on multiple times, in no uncertain terms, said that she didn't support gay marriage in the past and and mm-hmm. um, voted for the Iraq War and, and supported, and, as Secretary of State, supported lots and lots of very heinous, horrible things, so on and so forth. Maybe we shouldn't vote for her. Like, could you imagine if we applied that same lens yeah. to... Well, and people just, in actual positions of power versus people who only hold power in our right brains. And I think a lot of it because you know there are people who are actually doing bad things, and it's like okay, yeah, we're like oh yeah, no, he's bad, but we're not actually doing anything. But then we right. have people that it's like, oh, like you got viral on TikTok and now you're TikTok famous, so we're gonna take we're gonna <laughs> use our valuable time and we're gonna dig into your history and we're gonna find a way to cancel you. For absolutely yes. no reason at all. Yes. And it's like, okay, let's put that energy into actual societal issues. You know? Yeah. Go canvas for a politician go and get canvas. off Twitter for five go, seconds. Go <laughs> fight for women's rights. Go yep. fight for equality. Go fight for that. Don't worry. Who cares about that person who dances on TikTok? I don't give a shit. You know, I do <laughs> not give a shit what they did in their past. I don't care what they're doing now. There are actual issues. There are people dying. You know, it's like... The energy is not in the right spot, I don't think. And that's not not everybody's energy. And I'm not saying that people don't have some energy in some places, but it's like there are places that need all of it, you know, and those are not the yep. places. 
And I feel like that's just not, that just doesn't exist. Like people just, people are just canceling just to cancel. And mm-hmm. also I think some of it is the people who do dig up this information, they also go viral. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're they're afraid that other people are going to find their stuff. So they try to. Yeah. Anyways. Woke culture. My, Mike Cernovich, is that his name? That guy sucks. Um, <laughs> who is that? Yeah, don't, I don't want to get into okay. it. I don't get into it. <laughs> um, anyways, that's the Kanye West hour with, with Chris. So, uh, I just, okay, I want, I want to say this like one thing and then we can move on. But do, do you feel like people can change? Or do you oh, yeah. feel like people are, are going to like stay the same? Like what, I guess that's the like overarching like thing that you have to believe. I think people can change for the bad and for the worse. And even if they change for the bad, I think they can come back around. You know, I think everybody's born good. You know, badness is a learned thing. And, you know, I don't know. I think people who are bad have lost to themselves. You know what I mean? Like bringing it back to, to politics, I think just because that's an example that's in a lot of the fronts of our brains right now. Um, Elizabeth Warren is, if you if you know me, Elizabeth Warren is certainly not my first choice for the Democratic candidate for the President of the United States. But, like, she used to be a literal Republican. Like, yes. like she, she was a Republican voting for Republican things. And even though she had some different ideology, even as a Republican, where she was then and where she is now are just leaps and bounds apart. Yeah. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think that that's performative because why would you, like, I don't think a lot of people spend their entire careers performing something well, they don't actually lot, believe. a lot of people think that. Like, well, a exactly. lot of people think that. And, like, th- my thing is, the reason I don't, su- well, the reason I don't support Elizabeth Warren over who I do support, which is, if you know me, you know it's true, Bernie Sanders, um, is because just on a legislative standpoint... I am more in line with Bernie Sanders' proposed legislation than mm-hmm. I am with Elizabeth Warren. I don't think Elizabeth Warren's structural changes go far enough. But that's my my point there is that even though I like Bernie Sanders more, I'm not saying Elizabeth Warren is the worst thing in the world and is still a Republican and is still this horrible, horrible thing that a lot of people... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even say a lot of people suggest. I think a lot of people think that a lot of people think that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, so, reason, yes, I the do. The reason I even bring that up is because, like, to even, like, go digging in someone's past and then, like, bring that up and use that against them in the present, I just think is, like, why are you even doing that? Like, Obama was against gay marriage. No one is, no one, who's, like, blaming him for that? Like, Here's everyone right. loves Obama. Here's it's the like, thing. People, Tell it, Leah. people are like, try, let me educate you. Let me, let me, I want you to come around. And then people come around and then they're like, but remember when you said this? You piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. you, you can't have, you can't want people to come around and want to educate them. And then when they do come around and do start aligning with, you know, being more open-minded and accepting, you can't just point back and be like, well, you're still bad. It's like, yeah. well, this is well, what you wanted. Like, this is what you and wanted And the difference... Happen. The difference specifically for me is with Kanye West, I'm not voting for Kanye West to be a candidate for president. <laughs> right. So, so like, my faith there is in a his... More weight. Well, exactly. My faith in his ability to change, and I think he has changed, and I hope he changes again, 
um, my faith in artists' abilities to change or people I know's abilities to change uh, is its own thing, whereas I have to hold the people who are going to make decisions that affect at a national, state, and local level, I have to hold them to a higher standard mm-hmm. of... For sure. I You're have right. to pick the best person. So yes. so when it comes to... This kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about, quote, canceling everything like that. But when it comes to political candidates, dig as much stuff up as possible. Yeah. Dig up everything. Mm-hmm. Expose everything so that people can look at it and, and make an informed decision about mm-hmm. who they're voting for. Yes. But if we're just talking about another person on Twitter or that we know in real life or an artist or something like him, that 10 years ago tweet has very little to do with my everyday life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the discrepancy I see there of like if somebody uncovers I mean like like with Pete Buttigieg they discovered that he consulted for a company that then fixed bread prices and a lot of people were really negatively impacted by that. Um bread? sure he might have changed bread prices, yes. Like um eating bread? Yeah, like buying oh. loaves of bread at the store. Oh. Uh, I think, I think, um, or maybe it was on a farm level. I really haven't looked too terribly into it, but do I think that he, he no longer is a consultant for massive corporations. So do I think he would do that again? No, he's been mayor of South Bend. I think he's generally done a decent job in South Bend. So I think he's changed, but you put Mm -hmm. him on a nat, you put him on the national level of being the president of the United States and you start to think, well, if he made this decision for a massive corporation, what kind of decisions is he going to make for the American people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference yeah, there. It, it is much more tricky when you're dealing with, you know, Well, and especially like, you know, in, so in the, in the campaign, they're like, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm different. I'm different. And, you know, it's like, well, then what happens when you give them yeah. all of this? When they're actually in office and, yeah. and, and they're not worried about. Yeah. He never owned that. He never owned up to that. Yeah. He never said, mm-hmm. "Yes, I was involved with that. I don't, I don't support that. I don't believe in that anymore." Right. He just said, "Oh, I didn't know anything about that. I just consulted for the company, and and I I, I consulted with a company that then fixed bread prices and like tried to huh. distance himself from it and and remove any sort of um, personal dealings with it, rather than just saying, "Yes, this is something I did mm-hmm. in a job." I don't believe this anymore. I would not see I would not push for this anymore. Yeah. It's not it's not in that situation, it's not growing up and changing your, your opinions or, or, or becoming more enlightened. It is simply um uh avoiding it. N- no no. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all it is. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't I definitely know. agree. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Who's nervous? With Kanye West. Kanye. He said he was running in 2020. There's still time. Yeah. There's still time. Good lord. People are gonna write him in. Don't, don't, hey, PSA, don't fucking write in, <laughs> you idiots. That's, act- that's actually what happened to the Iowa caucuses. Uh, Everybody just, like, yeah. stood Stop in the it. corner for, for Kanye West and it broke everything. Oh Good my gosh, Lord. I did not know what a caucus was until this year. Nobody does! It's all stupid, fucking it meaningless... It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, are Go you... Go stand in no, your candidate's corner. 
Huh? This is oh, your candidate doing? doesn't have 15%? Go stand in the other candidate's corner. Do you remember corner. that game oh. that used to play when you would, in like elementary school, when you'd go stand in the corner and the person with their head down would call oh. out a corner and if you were in that corner, oh. you lost? <laughs> you were out oh and you gosh. wanted to be the last one standing. Remember that game? Four no, corners. I don't. Yeah, we called, we called it corners. Michael Bloomberg. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I was thinking of the game where like the teacher would call out call out a number and you'd have to like get in a group of that number. Oh no, it this doesn't one, really relate. This one too was much. like there was And if you didn't everybody pointed at you and laughed. Yeah, cuz you were alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was it was like you like Love the, the lessons that teaches. One person would put their head down and then you'd go stand in the corner like each one would be like one two three four and you go stand in a corner and then they would they would like the person with their head down would call out a number and if you were in that corner you were out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Yep, I remember. Well, guys, anyway. we've talked for an hour about Kanye West. Yeah, yeah let's, let's move on. Let's proceed. Okay. Mine's going to be not as long. Mine won't be as long either. <laughs> There's not anything really political attached to it, so it won't be too long. Okay. Um, mine is about this book that I read on Sunday. Well, I've read it before, um, but it's, it is a... Um, a I am not even going to try to pronounce her name. Ch- uh, Adiche is how I was Chima, told the last Chimamanda name is pronounced. Ngozi Adiche. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank I you cry. guys for saying that because, yeah. Um, but it, it's called We Should All Be Feminists. And it's basically just the written version of a TED Talk that she gave. Um, and I... It was a required reading for one of my um, women's studies classes, and mm-hmm. it was like super beautiful weather on Sunday, so I was like, I'm going to go outside and read, and I was <laughs> like, what book can I accomplish today? And it was the, um, how long is this? <laughs> the 47-page book that I picked. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> so it's very doable, because I am bad at reading, and I don't read. <laughs> I'm illiterate. Same. I don't know. <laughs> Big same. <laughs> I am illiterate. <laughs> Luke um, just came out when I said that and like gave you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Um, but no, there are just like certain topics it, that she talks about in her speech that I think would be fun to talk about. So um, the first, obviously, it's just a book about everyone uh, should be a feminist, which is what it is called. Um, and so one of the topics is um, like the... the um, weird like uh what's it called like difference between like men and women and like having kids so like if you are a woman and you have kids and you also have a job like people are always like how are you doing that like what what how do you balance your your work life and being a mom and like you would never ask a man that right that's just a topic that i think is interesting yeah um, this one really gets me because this happens to me on a daily basis. You're in a meeting and, or in a classroom or whatever, and like a woman will say something and then a man will just literally repeat what she says <laughs> louder and everyone agrees and like praises the dude for saying whatever like the girl just said just said that happens to me so often I can't even tell you and it just like I want to like say something but what do you say after that just be like I I, I hey said I just that. said that <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> yeah sounds familiar uh, 
Yeah. Say it again. Say it a third time. I, I <laughs> that that would really get it. Yeah, I I yeah. feel. I mean, I feel that on a less less on like a meeting level and things like that. But it's just like I was talking the other day about how you know women are constantly just like on guard and like you know they constantly are on high alert and you're in fight or flight like almost mm-hmm. constantly because you have to be, and you say that to other people that aren't women and they're like why like why are you so worried all the time and it's like well because i don't know i just i just wish that everybody could be a woman for like a minute so that they would know you know because it's like oh luke oh he's stretching (laughs) because it's like i mean like we had a couch delivered and the the men who delivered the couch were very nice and they came in they dropped the couch down and they left but they were like both three times my size and so they come in i'm and i'm alone in my apartment and so i'm like (gasps) ready and it's like why do i have to think like that you know when they came in there's like we have a couch for you and i was like okay put it right there and they put it there and like all right have a good day and they left you know and it's like nothing it's it's most of the time Things don't you happen. You know it shouldn't, like, give you a reaction, but it just, it does. It does. And it's like, yeah. and people don't get it. And it's like, you can't explain it to other people <laughs> because yeah. they don't experience it. So then, and I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't men out there that don't, that are like, no, that's not real. But it's like, until you live in it, you can, you know, and it's just like, you know, you know, I'm a white woman, so obviously I have a lot more privilege than, you know, women of color and, like, trans women and things like that. And so it's like, you know, I can't even imagine what people that are even more of a minority, like, I don't really consider myself a minority. You know, I am white, and so I don't consider myself that. But it's mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine what, you know, women of color and, you know, like, things like that. Like, I can't even imagine how bad it is. Because yeah. I know yeah. how bad it is yeah. for white women. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and we still are, out of all the women, are the most privileged. So it's like, yeah, sorry, that was my sidebar. <laughs> no, that's good. That, that I very much feel that. Like, it's just like being on, on high alert all the time is so fucking exhausting. Like, it I is. just want to, like, <laughs> it is. Like, and why can't like... I just, and like, I'm telling myself, like, I, I know in my head that everything is fine, but it's just like a gut reaction. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. like, it's not something that you're thinking of. It's, well, and it's yeah. like, and even trying, because, you know, I mean, you guys know, but I don't know if anybody else knows. So, like, you know, we graduated almost a year ago, and I have yet to find, a, like, a full-time job in the field, which is fine. And I don't think it's sexism. I think it's just, you know, location, and I haven't had a stroke of luck yet or anything, mm-hmm. you know, because that's kind of, you know, networking and all that. It helps. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I've had a lot of people not take me seriously because I'm just I'm a young woman and I'm a young woman who does art as a profession and that (laughs) is not something that society thinks is legitimate you know they already they already don't think art is a legit profession they really don't think that women who do art especially young women yeah and they're like and it's and it's like you know and I've been I've done productions where um you know I've been on cruise you know I was the I directed a film and I won't go, you know, into it on this podcast, but you know, I directed a film. I was a, I was a 23 year old woman directing a film. So do with that what you will. Um, but it's like, you know, I've had people uh, well, like, Oh, well, well, here's what you're doing. But like, I think you can do it better. And I'm like, why? Because 
I'm younger than you and we're in the same field and you're intimidated that I know what I'm doing and hold a much higher rank in this production than you do. Yeah. And so you're intimidated by that. Yeah. You know, I also had a man explain to me what a media pass was. And I went, oh, oh yeah, God. I said, I said, yeah, I said, I worked for the Big Ten in college. And he went, oh, oh, you did? <laughs> I said, yes, I did. I worked for the Big Ten. I was a director for the Big Ten in college. I know what a fucking media pass is. STFU. Yeah. And so I, it's just like, yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, I feel like especially women in production, <laughs> they're just looked upon oh as just gosh. like, and I can't even imagine doing that full time. Like, I just can't even imagine that, which you it's- do. I I am legitimately the only woman I that has ever been on set besides uh, makeup artists ever in my entire time of being in Indianapolis. Jeez. Like uh, literally. That's insane. <laughs> and even even like even the people that are like my age and like PAs and stuff like none of them are women. And it just like I don't get it. I don't get it, why that it is. It shouldn't matter, but it does. it does. And like even like all of these guys are very nice and like good people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying anything like against them. But it just it like it matters to me because I'm there's just I don't know, a difference of the atmosphere and well and I think inherently in this I'm not trying to like be like, you know, I'm not trying to be like oh all men blah 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 and you know not all men are bad, you know? We know a lot yeah, of good exactly. ones. Yeah, exactly. But I think that subconsciously, it doesn't matter how wonderful of people are, sometimes if you get in a huge room of them and you're the only professional yes. that's not a man, yes. subconsciously, they are going to stifle you, mm-hmm. whether they're aware of they're doing it or not. And it might be very subtle, but as a woman, you see it. As a man, you might yeah. not, but as a woman, yeah. you're going to see it. Yes. And well, it and... and- the thing I would add on to that is that the numbers don't work out that way. Like the numbers are not such that there is significantly less women studying and graduating with these degrees. Mm-hmm. Right. That would right. make the workforce of this unbalanced. That's not, this just simply not the case. Right. Like even speaking anecdotally about our experience in college, like were- most of the time, ha- at least half of my class was filled with women. Yeah. yeah. My film classes were filled with women. Well, we had that one guy come in, and you asked the question, Amelia, like, what does a typical day look like? And he goes, well, the men usually do the production stuff, and the women stick to the organizing, because that's just usually what they're better at. Said those I guys forgot to I, that. Oh, my gosh. No, because I, I was like, what's your ratio of men to women that work at, like, whatever it was, Moo TV? And he was like, well, you know, it's growing, but men and women are different. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just certain things that men are better at. I was like, "Mm, hmm, okay. And so the stereotype. for you, sir. Right, the stereotype of, you know, men are the production and the technical and the, you know, the big time stuff. And the women women are the administrators that keep the books and sit on the computer and do the easy things like make Excel chains. No, bitch. <laughs> we, we all have the same degree in this house. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Lots of size. All right. Another topic in this book that she talks about that I think is interesting. Um, like everyone thinks that like cooking. I mean, this is kind of antiquated, I feel. But like this, the stereotype that like the woman is the one that has to do all the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you look at like all the famous chefs in the world yep. and they're all men. Yeah. Yep. 
So yeah. it's literally not even like, well, we're just not interested in like, you know, so, doing these things. It's it's yeah. the the society and the structure. Cooking cooking is for is is the woman's role, but if you're going to do it professionally, it's a man. Yeah, exactly. Oh. If you're actually oh. going to yeah. Um what else did I write here? Oh, um when the waiter automatically gives the check to the, <laughs> the man at the table instead of, you know, just putting it in the middle or, like, just assuming that the man is going to pay for the dinner. Yeah. That happens a lot. And then or I just like, splitting the check. Thank you very much. Right, yeah. yeah. Just split it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I can tell you, actually, we need this together. Yeah. Or anybody can tell you that yeah. they need it together. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, those were kind of my big ones. Women not being allowed to, like, be angry. Yep. Getting getting else. made fun of when you go get your oil changed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I'm not saying that I know what I'm doing when it comes to that, but, like, all I, just, all I want is an oil change. I don't need you to lecture me for six hours. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh, this is so off topic and no one listening will, will understand, but the dude who was at the Jiffy Lube that I got my oil changed at look was the carbon copy of Bobby. And it was <laughs> so funny and terrifying and it was just me and him <laughs> in that room and I was like, this really brings me back. This really brings me back. <laughs> Christmas face. <laughs> what face? Uh, I don't have a face. I'm, I am a blob. <laughs> Oh, geez. Oh, man. Okay, Leah. Okay. Um, well, I'm also going to talk about an artist slash album. Um, so, I don't know. I always hate saying that I have favorite artists that, like, mean a lot to me because I I don't know why it makes me what? feel... It makes why me, not? It just makes me feel like people are going to be like, oh, that one? You know, like, you like that artist? Of course, like, that's your favorite artist. I don't know why. Because my favorite artist My is, favorite book is Infinite Jest. I understand. <laughs> like, my favorite artist <laughs> is Walk the Moon. And people associate Walk the Moon with Shut Up and Dance, which is a great song. Oh, but, like, that's what they yeah. associate it with. But, like, that's my favorite artist because, one, because I just, like, listened to that in my formative years of music. You know, like, Anna Sun yeah. and Tightrope and... You know, I love those songs. Like, like their their first album, like their self titled album, is literally just like so nostalgic Jenny. and like, yes, and like I can lift a car. Yes. Huh. Okay, and all three of their albums are incredible. They also have a live at the Greek album, which is just a live album of it. Which one is it? It's, um, it's a it's a mix of their first two, obviously, but their most recent album, What If Nothing, came out in twenty seventeen, and not gonna get too deep into things but you know and anybody who knows so around that time um my mom and stepfather were going through a divorce it was a really rough time my lowest point to date um and so this album specifically was like that album that got me through like Mm -hmm. the darkest time of my life, you know? Yeah. And that's why I hold so much to it. And I also like, you know, my roommates, we all listened to this album together. And like, this was kind of like our thing that we listened to and like our band that we like. So there's just a lot of like, a lot attached to it more than just being good music. Cause it is, I mean, it's just really good music objectively, I think. Um, but it's just, and they're one of those artists too. Like they're really down to earth. Like they're from Cincinnati. Like I'm, kind of from Cincinnati. I, I'm, yeah. I'm basically from Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's another one of those things where it's like, oh, well, these little hometown dudes from Cincinnati did it. Like, so I, I can do something, too. You know, it's like one of those, like, gives you hope. And I know that everybody hates their hometown where they grew up. But, you know, like, it, <laughs> but it's kind of love it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because it's like, you know, like to see somebody come from where you came from and make it really big. Not saying that I want to, like, be a celebrity, mm-hmm. but just like accomplishing their dreams. You know, it's just like seeing somebody. Yes come from the same place you did and from a place that seemingly has nothing to offer you, you know, it's like, okay, like, you know, if they can do it, like I can do it. And I don't know, they're just really down to earth people. Um, I mean, I never met them, but I've seen them multiple (laughs) times, but like, so, okay. This a year after that, all that, my life kind of blew up there for a minute. Um, after this, the, like the year after this album came out, they were touring that and my roommate, my old roommate Megan and I went to see them. And I, this was the summer between junior and senior year. And I was just like, I, I was working four jobs. I had no money. Um, <laughs> you were so, you were doing I, so much. That I was summer. doing so much and I was so depressed, like, like the most depressed I've ever been. And also still trying to work four jobs and driving back to Indy and back all the time and like having like no car and just like it was just like a shit show I I did have a car but like it was there was there was just a lot going on and so we went to see them in Indy and like I have never (laughs) experienced a concert the way that I experienced that one (laughs) like like okay so I wore my docs and obviously it was like hot because it was August, but also I went so hard that the next morning I went to put my boots on and my, sh- they were wet on the inside. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> like I went, that, I went that hard and Still, but like, the next morning. Yeah. But like they came out and they like, they just did all the, and they, they did stuff from everything. And like, they are the only band that I know every single song on every single album. And I know every mm-hmm. single word to everything, you know, like they're the only band that I have that with really um and so like I literally just like cried it was just like that concert was was like what I needed it was like my emotional release it was all this pent-up stuff from like the past year and from like my whole entire life leading up to that point I just like let it all out like on that night and so like I also have that I love that I have that kind of attached to this album also and so I don't know this it just means a lot to me and it's really good and also like them as a band means a lot to me. Like I know I've sc- I've scream cried I can lift a car in my car <laughs> so many times. Like it's just so at their concert. Okay, so before they do that song, the lead singer he does he's like, all right, take everything, all of the bad, and I want you to take everything bad in your life, and I want you to squish it into a little ball. And so you take it, and everybody squishes it into this little energy ball, and then he like makes you release it, and he does like this like spiritual like release with you, and he does it at every concert and and then they play I Can Lift a Car and they like make you like dance with them they have like an I Can Lift a Car dance and it was just really cool and I cried the whole time and it's just (laughs) yeah that's it that's really it it's just like they're my favorite artists and that's why and I have a lot attached to them and I'm very emotional when it comes to listening to their music it makes me so so happy that you had that experience because that's like one of those experiences that like you are never going to forget right like that that that's like that's life that's like yeah. the best parts well, of life yeah and it's like and those are the things that you like 
you know, because we get, I mean, I know I personally, I'm kind of speaking on behalf of myself, like, all I can focus on is not having a job in my field and doing this and doing that, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, adulthood, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, look at, like, where you were before that, and then, like, look at where you are now, and, like, look at the progress you've made in yeah. that short yeah. span of time, yes. and, like, think about how good you felt in that moment, and think about all of the other times in your life where you've had that same feeling that's what important it's not jobs it's not money it's not that you know it's people and it's experiences and that's what's important and that's really all that's important you know so it's like 100 percent, yes yeah so it's like and and on top of that every time now that you listen to i can lift a car or any of those songs really Mm -hmm. you have a guaranteed about three and a half minutes of breath yeah. from away from every mm-hmm. everything else that is oppressing you in your head yeah um, yeah there like you just have at least three and a half minutes of right and it, brain free time right and this is like they are who i go to listen to if i just yeah if i need to just like kind of like they're like they're out their music's like my little escape you know i can yes. go listen yep. to it and it just makes me everyone feel good. needs that and like yeah and i think everybody has that one artist where it's like yeah i always feel better after i listen to their stuff and like it, I can't like not feel good I can't not dance to it like I can't not sing along you know so yeah. Chris who would be your artist who's your go-to oh man that's a tough one. Oh, is it yay no <laughs> not really it, it'd be either it could be on a on one day it could be neutral milk hotel mm. On another day, it could be John Coltrane. I think I think probably the best answer, or oh man, maybe it's just Radiohead. <laughs> maybe the answer is just Radiohead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the Neutral Book Hotel is kind of the first answer that comes to mind because there's nothing like it. It is kind of like comfort food music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's nothing too like crazy musically or rhythmically going on. And there's that all that entire album is just like from start to finish is just you turned on the faucet and all the emotions, all of Jeff Magnum's emotions just flowed from the faucet. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, you just turn the faucet off and you're done and you're purged. Everything's gone. Um, But what about you, Amelia? Um, Boney Bear. Mm. Yeah. I have that a, was not going to be my guess, but I understand. I, I have can, a distinct memory of always. when we were shooting in your sorority house. It was oh like one of the God. first times we ever hang out. And you were just like, yes. if you were an artist, who would you be? Like, who do you identify with? And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, mine's Bonnie Bear. And that's like I one of the earliest memories I have of you. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because somebody asked me that one time. And they asked me like, who, who would, who would, like is your like spirit animal which i know is like a well you said who do you hear yourself in that's what you asked okay yeah yeah Yeah. like who would be like your soul sister of music and Mm -hmm. and i had to i couldn't think of it for so long and then i was like of course like of course it's this so that's why I asked. But anyway, yeah, that, that time was very uncomfortable, and I apologize for everyone no, who's no, involved no, no, in that. No, no, it's not. No, it was not uncomfortable. Well, it was uh, a little awkward when your, so, like, your house oh mom was gosh. like, you can't She's eat like, in here. Oh. I hate her so much. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. On My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Lost in the World, samples Bonnie Vare's Woods. Um, <gasps> really? And feature, features Justin Vernon. 
mm. on vocals. Oh shit! Uh, you should listen to that album all the way through. That's the last two songs: is "Lost in the World" and "Who Will Survive in America." Also, um, so, Amelia, I will, I will. have you yes. listened to his um, features on James Blake's album? Like, no, I don't even know who James Blake. Oh is. well, you should listen to James Blake first of all. First and okay. foremost, listen to James right. Blake. Um, hold on, let me. It's the song is called "I Need a Forest Fly." fly. Fire, not flyer. Um, what what is the album? I can't remember the name. I can see the cover art so clearly, but I can't remember the name. The color in anything. I would want to say the theory of everything, but I knew that that wasn't right. <laughs> the color in anything. I need a forest fire. Features. Okay, I need a forest fire. Got it. It's saved or it's cued. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll be. So. Is that it? That's going to wrap this episode and this discussion of our things of the last decade. <laughs> uh, for now, we could revisit this at any point in time. But going forward, I know I talked about we talked about this last time, but going forward, we're going to do more of a communal thing where all three of us are going to bring, are each going to bring a thing to each other. And we're all going to do our best to consume part of it or all of it, depending on what kind of thing it is. Um, and so that way we can all kind of have a discussion about it mm-hmm. all together. So um, for next week, what do we want to... And I, I want to announce it so that if anybody listening wants to also consume that thing, mm-hmm. so they're ready to listen. <gasps> That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so for next week, uh, Leah, what is your thing? Um, the docuseries Don't Fuck With Cats. That's cool, that's I'm, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I won't go too into it, but, you know, it's it's newer. Um, it kind of, I feel like it was talked about quite a bit when it came out, which has been recent. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's easy to find on Netflix. It's really good. It's not super long. You can watch it in one sitting. So, yeah. Am I going to get freaked out? Yes. That's the only reason I've never, I haven't watched it yet, because everyone's like, it's so freaky. It's I'm freaky, like, oh. but it's not, it's not like you're going to like, be like, oh my God, I can't look. It's just like, okay. what's going on my roommate is, is really disturbing. Is not here this week. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like if you can listen to like a true crime podcast by yourself, like you can consume this. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't listen to um, true crime. I mean, it's not like I'll be fine. I'll do nothing's it. Nothing's gonna I'll, like jump I'll out and up. startle you. You're not gonna see anything okay. that's too. I mean, there is some explicit content, but not. You don't really ever see. Yeah, it, it might bother you. I don't know. Sorry. Watch it in the daylight. <laughs> in the daylight, it like bothered, I have it daylight. It bothered me. Watch it at work. Turn it on at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I am. I'm gonna talk about Jane the Virgin which is a TV show. Um, I just finished watching it like a few weeks ago. I watched the last ep, which is not like up with the times at all, but in my life, <laughs> this has happened recently. So yeah. I'm talking about uh, the office. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> um, what, so I'll, we'll figure out what episode, like yeah, what specific episode we'll end up talking. If we talk about the pilot or something like that, we'll, we'll put I'll it in the I'll figure out wh- which is like the best ep. To, to talk about specifically. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and as for me, what I am bringing to the table is something, I don't even know how to classify it, called uh, 17776, uh, What Football Will Look Like in the Future. Uh, I think that's the whole title. And it's a, it's a, 
if nobody's read it or watched or, or looked at it, um, we'll just call it an article. Mm-hmm. It's an article. Don't go too somebody, much into it. Yeah. By somebody named John Boys. It's by it's an article by uh, famed Twitter user John Boys and sports analyst okay. John Boys. All right. So uh, that's it, folks. And we'll put links to some of this stuff in the description, uh, yeah. so you can just click on it and be whisked away to a world of. Should we should we make a social <laughs> social presence for this podcast? I was literally just about to say I want to say follow us on Facebook, but we don't yeah. have or do we? No, we don't. I haven't done anything yet, and if somebody else wants to do it, they're welcome to do it as well. I just haven't jumped on it. I was gone this weekend. Yeah, I was gone most since I was gone like Friday through Monday, so I didn't really do anything. I can work on it um, tomorrow. It's in the works. We'll just say that. Yeah, we can we can take a look at it, and we can all be admins and post yeah. things on there. Um, and get an Instagram thing going and, and figure that out. But uh, as for now, you can find us East on down. Twitter. You can find us individually on Twitter if you look hard enough. Not <laughs> me. You can't. You can't really find me that easily. No, you really no. can't. I don't even know by what your de- name is at this point. By design. By design. <laughs> I know your handle, but your oh, actual smart. name changes quite often. Yeah, don't often. don't say my handle. Don't say your handle. Nobody can know. Mine is Amelia um, underscore Kramer. You can cancel me at any time. I say nothing <laughs> controversial on my Twitter. <laughs> Amelia, like, you don't even tweet ever. So. I know, I never tweet. There's nothing to cancel um, you with. I know. That's very good. Except for a photo of me jumping into a dumpster. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not right. cancelable. That's, that's impeccable. Um, it's admirable. Anyway. Okay. All right. right. I'm gonna go wash my face. I'm gonna wash my face. I have to go drive somewhere very quickly. Oh my. Okay. okay, Bye. (laughs) God. Zoom. Zoom. And drive back. Stay safe out there. All right, y'all. Stay safe out there. Peace out. Okay. Bye. I'm hitting stop. I'm hitting stop. I'm hitting stop. George Bush doesn't care about black people. I'm. I'm. Hello. 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 What's up? I am recording. Check. Uh, Hey, y'all. Okay, we want a three, two, one clap. Yes, okay. on, yes, we do. All right, all right. Okay, clap on one. Okay. Three, two. I think I clapped too early, but I think I clapped be... too early too. I was anticipating the. You should the start one. from five, because then it gives us more of a tempo. <laughs> Leah, stop! Like, clap Leah, stop one. clapping. Okay, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Okay. I'm gonna start from five and on. Consistent beat. Okay. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. it'll it'll buff out. It'll Are buff you out. Keeping that first part though. Sure. <laughs> I might cut out the clap though, so people don't rip out yeah. their ear, earbuds. <laughs> um, no, that's true. I mean, they're, they're gonna do that anyway. Listen, <laughs> well, that's fair. The second they hear my voice, they'll be like, "Oh God." Um, I really want to eat right now, but I will spare everyone listening because I despise, I hate when I'm listening to a podcast and people, you can just tell they're eating and I'm like, mukbang, mukbang, mukbang. I don't like mukbang. It weirds me out. I hate, I hate mouth sounds. Okay. My little sister chews louder than any person I've ever met in my life. And it literally drives me nuts. I used, my mom used to tell me I would yell at her and she's like, Leah. I'm like, well, mom, she's chewing too loud. I don't know what Teach else. Teach her do. some manners. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Hi. what did you say about muk? Mukbang is mukbang? a Korean thing where people film themselves eating, 
Oh. And posts it on YouTube, and other people are supposed to watch it, and, um, and like eat it. together, as a as like a communal thing. It's like a cure for loneliness. Oh. Is how it was originally pitched. Oh. As far is as it I know. Sexual. No. <laughs> oh. I mean, I guess anything can be. I guess it could be but if you tried hard enough. Like I don't. I was I was like picturing it like really like sexy eating. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's, it has bang in it. Yeah. Change the uh, M to an F. What do you get? First, all right, we'll see you guys next time. It was nice being here. Okay, was do nice we want to?